It's Dave, and it's summer, and Reb is off writing. So rather than it be Let's Talk Money with Dave, we thought we would highlight some of our favorite shows. These are shows that we loved hosting and hope that you enjoy these encore presentations of Let's Talk Money. Money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I am ready to talk money. That is great because this is the show where, where we talk about the hard and issues. I, Dave and Reb talk about the hard issues around money awesome so we do talk about practical things too but we do we 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 talk we talk a lot about practical things but today is definitely a heart hard today ask. Is a hard thing yeah. mm-hmm. so okay mm-hmm. so um if you missed last week's show you might want to catch the last week's show because the guests that we're having back today started the conversation last week we had so much fun then we said okay we have to continue the conversation in a different context so um we are so happy to have pam back say hello pam Hi, everybody. Hi, Dave and Reb. Good to be with you again. She is from Abbotsford, so she's up early, earlier mm-hmm. than we are, <laughs> to do I, this podcast. So, so we're in Ottawa. I, Pam's in BC. Yeah. If you haven't, uh, if you need to find where the, the, the archive shows are, morethanenough.ca, chri.ca. Again, there's a, a special player there. You don't need any special technology to listen in. You can just simply hit play and go. If you're a podcast listener, YouTube iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, all of the podcasting platforms uh, we, we are working to get on everyone. And if we're not on your podcasting platform, please let us know. We'll get on. If we are on your podcasting platform, please rate us. We'd love to move up the ratings. It really helps us. And so do that for us. Really appreciate it. So today, Pam, um, we mm-hmm. are going to talk about... Uh, Receiving. So the last show you did with us, we talked a lot about giving. Um, today we're going to talk about asking for help and how to receive that help. Um, um, and I'm going to step right out of the conversation because I know both <laughs> Pam and Rebecca are experts at receiving. They're like, they're like, you know, I'm just going to leave the room because the, 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 the queens of receiving are sitting here in the studio with me today. And you had to learn how to receive, as I recall. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, did I yes. ever. Yeah. And, 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 well, and I did too, but David even, uh, anyway, our, we could tell you our whole journey about how God taught us to receive uh, from him and from others. But I'm going to start with the James 4 passage and highlight one verse and and we've read it here before um what causes fights and quarrels among you don't they come from your desires that battle within you you want something but don't get it you kill and covet but you cannot have what you want you quarrel and fight you do not have because you do not ask god Mm -hmm. Um, uh, when you ask you don't receive because you're asking with wrong motives but that little phrase you do not have because you do not ask and um we want to talk about that because uh when pam and i were connecting weeks ago we we didn't know we were going to head in this direction on this topic 
Um, but I think we both uh, realize we're both passionate about it because in this season of uh, lockdown and everything that's been going on, we've been talking a lot of more than enough about um, sharing what you have, uh, mm-hmm. but um, sharing your need, telling people what you have need of so that people around us can give because we can't go so readily to the grocery store or we don't want to we don't want to face that lineup or in Ontario I realize that the parameters are different than BC we have way more cases here of COVID than you do so I, I don't even know how many can meet together for you guys with us it just became 10 so we're at the 10 yeah. people meeting mark and I think it's a little looser for you guys but yeah but I, I'm thinking, like, um, we have this, we, David and I want to encourage people to ask for help if they need yeah. it. And um, one of our coaches, actually, just after our conversation, Pam, I didn't even tell you this, sent us a blog by a financial guy named Bob Teed. And he actually addresses this issue um, because of uh, how important it is for the body of Christ to ask for help. So yeah. we're just going to dive into this topic and and talk about, like, are we good at receiving? Like, do you find overall people are just like, yeah, I'm going to ask mm. for help and receive? No, no, <laughs> I think that's a, I mean, we've all been there, you know, but I, I actually think you make a better giver once you, if you've had to learn how to receive, mm-hmm. because it, um, having been in that place of having a need met and really it's humbling, you know, that. Um, have people meet your needs, but I do think it makes you a better giver. But the thing is, you know, you can't walk around expecting people to read your mind. You know, <laughs> now there are times that God will say to you, "Don't tell anybody," you know, because mm-hmm. He wants to do something sovereign, and maybe the person who's going to meet your need is someone that um, has needed to know that they hear from God, and so they get get to give to you with, and it's a total spiritual sovereign thing. And they go like, "Wow, I actually heard from God to be able to do this." But there's nothing worse than when you feel like you're going to meet somebody's need. And I used to be the queen of this. I say, no, 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 that's okay. No, really, we're fine. You know, because to me, receiving, it was kind of, I felt like it was a weakness, you know, or a failure. I mean, I even believed the lie that if I, if my needs weren't being met and, and somebody came and offered to fill them, that by saying yes, that somehow I was, I was uh, making God look bad <laughs> as my provider. And so instead of that, I was, he was trying to provide for me, but I kept sending it away. You know, people coming to the door, hey, uh, I feel this, I feel that, God told me to do this. No, 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 we're fine. You know, when in reality, we were starving, you know. So, so that was one of the things that God taught me to, is that look at, um, I'm sending provision. You need to humble yourself and say thank you. Wow. I'm just like, you just said so much in a little space because I still feel that lie hovering around me mm. when I ask for help sometimes. Yeah. That, uh, and coming from strong European stock and from a Dutch and German background on both sides of our families, you know, it's okay to be the giver, but yeah. to be the one who asks for help is a yeah. sign of weakness. And that's, yeah. I think, the lie that I've been conditioned with my whole life. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I, I'm the youngest of seven kids, so I would never let that stop <laughs> me, though. Right. So as a youngest child, I've always asked. I've always and I see it in my own youngest. Well, I'm just going to ask. Like, all they can do is say no. And Dave would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, well, they can say no. It's totally fine. I'm not offended yeah. that they say no, but I am going to ask. And it's a 
amazing yeah. how many yeses you get mm-hmm. when now I can't always say I've asked with right motives. Now that's another issue, but but I've been learning <laughs> as I draw it closer to the heart of God. You know, you ask and we'll tell a story at the end of the show today about our most recent ask for help and what God's done, which has been amazing. But what is it pride that keeps us from asking? What is it? I know that yeah. lies there, but like we I just, know we all we all hate to think that we're prideful, you know, because we've we've made, you know, being prideful or Oh, that's your pride. Like, it's, it's like you don't want to get tarred with that brush, right? <laughs> we all want to be known as the humble person, you know? Yes. But the reality is we have that uh, voice in our head that says, you know, if you're asking for something, you're begging. You know, it's a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. It's a sign that you're a failure, you know, or you're um, making God look bad that he hasn't provided for you. Or you're just being greedy and selfish. Why can't you just do without it? You know, but the reality is, um, John sixteen twenty four talks about until now you've asked for nothing in His name, and then He says, um, "Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete." So there's supposed to be a joy in receiving, hmm. and it's pride and fear of what people are going to think about us, right? Mm-hmm. Like we went through a season where um, everything was tanking. Our church was tanking. Our business was tanking. Everything was tanking. And our son was in basketball. And, um, of course, that was in the days when everybody was wearing Air Jordans. And and uh, he needed new runners. His runners were in terrible shape. And he was on the basketball team. whole team bought Air Jordans. And he's looking at us like, um, you know, mom and dad, like, even if they're not Air Jordans, I just need runners for basketball well we were going like this is just never going to happen unless we don't eat a meal and so you know what we asked in his name god we 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 learned to let me just back it up we learned to stop saying to our kids oh we can't do that we're broke because we realized that we were putting into our kids a mindset that god didn't provide and we're putting into the kids also a mindset that provision was from us not from god so God really kind of um, had a little talk with us and said, you need to stop saying that. You need to encourage your kids to pray. And uh, so we did. So we said, you know, if, if God has shoes for us, those shoes are going to come. So we started to pray. Well, lo and behold, if the coach's wife doesn't call and say, you know, my husband and I were talking, <laughs> and we would really love to buy your son shoes for this basketball season. Well, you know, it was humbling. It's really humbling as a parent to not be able to buy your kids shoes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, it said, ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. I was so excited to know God had heard my prayer. Mm-hmm. And I was doubly excited to be able to go back to my son and to the rest of our kids and say, look, see, we prayed for um, his, sh- we prayed for your brothers to get shoes and look what God has done. He didn't send us the money to buy them. Mm-hmm. He sent somebody who had heard him say, here's your assignment, you know, here's your assignment, buy this kid's shoes. But it was humbling, and I think that's part of sometimes you have to go through those circumstances where you are so broke, you know, or, you know, whatever the, whatever it would be, but you really, you, you can't afford things, and it's so that God can teach us how to receive things. If we can provide for ourselves all the time, Reb, you know, what do we need God for? You know, yeah. if I can just keep handing my kids cash and handing them a check, and, you know, and they never have to see God move in their life. You know, I'm doing them a disservice. And so I think that's part of it is uh, receiving is humbling. It's really humbling. And sometimes you receive, and the other side of that story is sometimes it's not that you're broke. It's just that God sends somebody to bless you. And then you say, oh, man, I feel stupid, you know, because I could have bought that. 
you know, I could have done that. You know, mm-hmm. why are they giving me this money and, or why are they buying me this? It's because God's trying to teach you that you don't provide for yourself. He provides, mm-hmm. you know, and also they've prayed and heard God say something. So, you know, let the joy of their obedience be seen by the joy of your receiving. And mm-hmm. so I think that, yeah, receiving really depends upon us staying humble and, and realizing again that um, it's about assignments and it's about God wanting to show his provision to us. However, how, whatever your circumstances, you can have all the money in the world, or you can have no money. God still wants to show us about provision, you know, and to learn to say thank you in a way that makes other people realize, um, hey, you, I, I so appreciate what you've done. It's not begging. It's being cared for. And I think that's what we have to get across to people. When you receive, it's not a message that you're needy. Mm-hmm. When you receive, it's a message somebody cares. Especially God cares, but somebody else cares for you too. That makes sense? Yes. The, you've said so many things. <laughs> I, how do we get beyond, or how do we grasp, like, I don't even know if you can answer that, but to understand that God is our provider. Like there's a bit of a block for, and I know that even on the journey David and I have been on for me to learn that the last decade. Well, and I was thinking, Pam, while while you're talking, you know, so what is, what is our expectation of how God is going to provide? So, Mm -hmm. so let's just say I, I get to that place where I can pray and say, Lord, I have this need. And it's a, you know, my heart is, is not, full of pride and it, it's not something I spend on myself. I have this need. And as you mentioned at the beginning of the, the show, somebody shows up at your front door and says, oh, you know, can I give you some groceries or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. And, and we go, um, that's not God, right? You know, <laughs> and, you know, in a sense of going, wait a minute, we, we, we pray this, this prayer and then God shows up, but he shows up Mm. In the form of our neighbor, he shows yeah. up in the mm. form of a, a of of a coach's wife. He shows up in the form, and and I'm thinking about our own story, and you know, God has shown up in the faces of so many people. Mm-hmm. Some people we know, some, some people we, we 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 don't know, we've never met. Some people that we've met just briefly, and somehow God shows up and and says, mm-hmm. "This is this is how I'm going to provide." Is is through, you know, I am actually showing up in the face of, you know, name the face, right? The coach's wife and and kind of being at that place to go, oh, now I'm I'm recognizing the Mm -hmm. spirit of God in you as you give. And and then, of course, I I can receive it because it, it really... Everybody gets blessed. I get blessed as a receiver. Yeah. The person who God is, in a sense, flowing through gets blessed because we know there's residue in that. And yeah. God himself is in heaven saying, there's obedience, there's goodness, there's joy. There's just part of this this wonderful uh, mix of what happens in the giving and receiving. Right. And again, going back to John 3.16, for God so loved that he mm-hmm. gave. Right? And saying, okay. Right. So if God's demonstration of his love to us is through Rebecca to bless you, Pam, in whatever it is, and whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's, it's energy, whether it's something else, right, um, we can certainly go, I, I see God at work in all of those giving and receiving. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I think that 
um, if more people understood that, they would be able to receive so much easier. You know, there's a, an old quote that says, blessed are those that can give without remembering mm. and receive without forgetting. And I think that when you have learned to be a good receiver, you remember what it feels like, what it felt like, you know, because people giving to you, you know, it's not dishonoring, you know, it's not to embarrass you. It is exactly what you said. It's, it's you feeling the love of God through them to care for you. This is God sending care for you. And guess what? Sometimes God lavishes his love on us. Not just all the time about only getting your needs met. It's about sometimes your wants getting met. And so, um, you know, if we remember what that was like when somebody else heard God's love for us and he sent them to us with a, with a, to fulfill a want, it makes us such better givers when, it, when it's our turn. The thing that we have to remember, though, is some people have a closed fist. Mm. It's mm-hmm. like that. They only want to receive a certain way. It has to be like some supernatural whatever, you know, whereas God so often, you know, he, he sends people. That's, that's part of being the body. That's part of us caring for one another. And so we want to learn to receive the love of God through somebody else who's just taken a terrible risk by being able to come to you and say, I'm going to send it. I, I, I need to give this to you. I felt God told me to do this for you. And if you say no and shut them down, that's so embarrassing on their part. It, it, it's like you, you've robbed them of a blessing. You know, they're taking a risk to um, open themselves, make themselves vulnerable to um, whether or not they've heard from God, to be able to um, hope that you're going to see this as a gift and not as a, some type of a statement as to whether you're, uh, wealthy or not wealthy, they're taking a risk to say, I've heard God say to love you like this. And so we need to learn that receiving without forgetting, because then when it's our turn to give to somebody, we'll come towards them with that same loving attitude. My Father loves you. The Father in Heaven mm-hmm. put your name on my heart today, and so I'm, I'm dropping this off. We have a, a senior lady in our church, she's about 85, and she is just the most wonderful girl. She will just take her daughter out um, and they'll go shopping, and they'll show up at my door with a bunch of um, Costco meals. And they'll, you know, I'll get this little phone call. Are you there? Are you home? Yeah. Now I've learned whenever that phone call comes, there's food coming. And it's, <laughs> and, uh, it's awesome because it's not like we can't buy our own groceries. You know, we've, we've been blessed through COVID. Our church has, has uh, giving has stayed up, so we haven't had to go on unemployment or anything. But she, she does this probably four or five times a year. And all the time... I know it's just so sweet and she's on disability. She's on old age pension, but she'll go and she'll bring these little meals over. And sure enough on the days when I'm just dead tired or like I've been fighting a few illnesses the last couple of years and I just don't want to cook. All of a sudden I'll remember, ah, there's a meal in the freezer for me. Mm. So all I have to do is go down and open up my freezer. And so she's such a good um, giver and she's taught me to be an even better receiver, not to say, oh, no, no, we don't need all this, but just to say, oh, wow, thank you. This is going to come in so handy on those days when I just don't want to cook. So, yeah, it's about learning to, re- learning to give and receive, but that humble heart, both, both um, sides of the story have to have humility in them and love, like Dave said. Without love, if you're doing it to be the savior, if you're doing it to rescue mm-hmm. somebody, yeah, I just don't know if it has the same effect, right? And I think people can feel it. And so that's why you need to be a receiver without forgetting. Like, remember how to give and make another person feel honored and loved. 
Does that kind of answer yeah. your question? Well, and I, I just, just to like summarize. So humility is a part of a big part of receiving understand, uh-huh. understanding the father's heart of love for us and love that, that people have for us. Mm-hmm. as well. That's right. So yeah. if you're, if people are out there struggling because, uh, or, or struggle with that, um, same idea that I still struggle with that, that it is a sign of weakness or you should be the giver, you know, let's go to the Lord and talk to him about that and say, yeah. you know, we want to be say, just tell, tell the Lord, I want to become a better receiver. I want to be mm-hmm. able to articulate my need. Um, David and I have, I'll, I'll throw this story in just quickly because because um, a, f- a few weeks ago, um, David and I have had a dream to put um, a tiny home on our property, and we wanted to do it so that we could be um, emergency shelter for folks out in our community because that's a need out there. Um, so we had uh, we found one. We talked to the folks who built it, and then COVID hit. And in my head, I went, "Oh man." We prayed about it and we said, you know, we're not going to go in debt for this. And we mm. we don't know what our year is going to be like at, at the office. So let's just be wise and wait. So one day we're praying with our business folks that we pray with on Monday morning. And one of the women says, well, does anybody have a need? And I'm like, all I could think of was I need to tell this lady about our dream, our little dream to have this tiny home. Long and short of it is I share it. She just gets compelled by God to help us. She's like, you got to write a letter. I'm going to share it with folks. Long and short of it is, I think within six weeks, we have all the funding for that project. <laughs> and yeah. and as of as of airing this show, we should have the tiny home now on our property. We're, oh, wow. So and but but Pam, I had to overcome like mm-hmm. she was talking with me and pr- I said, I feel withheld and even asking for this because I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel needy. I feel like, uh, like maybe I'm not trusting God. And, and you know what I even said, I said, you know, we've had this dream for a while. Why didn't Dave and I just save up for it ourselves? Mm -hmm. And she said to me, she said, you need to deal with that with the Lord. Like all of those things that you're believing and thinking and ask him about them. She's very kind about it. But she said, she said, you know, the resources, you know what God's asked of you all these years. And maybe it just wasn't the time, but now's the time. And we want to help you do this. It's been David and I both said completely humbling. And once again, I mean, we've been doing this for a long time and we're still learning these lessons. Still like it's. It makes me weep with joy and sorrow over my own battle still over asking for help because yeah. I think it's weak and it's. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think part of it, I don't know how much time is left. Like I forgot to put my clock on, <laughs> but I think part of, part of the problem is this, is there are people that will misuse that. And so we, we don't want to be like them. You know what I mean? Like right. this judgment. I don't want to be like them. I don't want to be those people that, um, you know, but the reality is there's always going to be those people that misuse anything, the giving, the receiving, you know, there's, that's mm-hmm. always going to be in our life. You know, the reality is you have to, you have to make peace with the fact my motives for asking are because the Lord has said to because he wants mm-hmm. to keep us humble. He wants to provide, but he didn't want you and Dave to provide for yourself because mm-hmm. knowing that God provided that tiny house. See, there's a whole different unction and anointing on it, isn't it? It's completely. That house. Yeah. Completely. That's, that's, that's the way it is when we allow God to provide. 
instead of us providing. So I think there's some independence sometimes with stuff. Uh, Receiving, <laughs> yes. you know, just, just maybe a little, just you know, a, little. a little. Yeah, in my case, still learning it. Ugh. Yeah, and you're like, Lord, Lord, can I get this sooner? And here we're standing here, you know, telling people, ask for help, share what you what you have, share and share right. your needs, share with people. Like we do it mm-hmm. sometimes with like, oh, I need a cup of sugar, so you call your neighbor and go get the cup of sugar, right? You know, so sometimes it's, I mean, a cup of sugar or a bigger thing. You know, in these days, we may not be have the money mm-hmm. to buy a hammer maybe we're just and we've lost our hammer ask your neighbor to borrow the yeah. hammer it's yeah. it's start yeah. with that because it's yeah. it's that kind of and and I'll find it from a financial perspective that will only help us mm-hmm. we're helping right. each other live within right. our means when we're sharing yeah. what we have instead of feeling right. like every household has to have all the items in the garage mm-hmm. when yeah. if we could share and and open-handedly say it's the lords because stuff will get broken stuff yeah. bad stuff's going to happen yeah. maybe to our stuff but if we hold it open-handed and let yeah. the lord work through it we yeah. he'll always provide even a replacement mm-hmm. if it breaks yeah i think that one of the biggest things we need to do in receiving is when we're hard, it's hard for us to receive is you need to take a step back and say, have I had judgments against people mm. who asked for things? You know, have I got judgments? Have I had some bad experiences with someone that tried to manipulate me? You know, like we talked in the last show about, you know, that from first Corinthians about the arm fisting and sob stories. You know, and so if you develop judgments about people who ask for their needs, mm-hmm. you know, you have to deal with that because you're not going to be able to discern properly, you know, why, uh, when to ask. You're not going to be able to discern how to receive. If you've got judgments that people who ask are manipulating or people who ask mm-hmm. are, you know, um, w- whatever the judgment would be, but ask God to show you. Yeah. Like, have I judged people who ask? You know, if I judged people who ask for needs and and maybe there's some people you need to forgive. You know, maybe they, like I was telling you earlier, we had a guy in our church who was very wealthy, and a young man came up to him and said, hey, God told me you're going to supply for uh, my YWAM needs. You're going to send me to YWAM. And the businessman came to us and said, uh, like, do you think God said that? And we said, well, do you think God said that? And he goes, well, I, I just don't feel like I'm supposed to. And I said, well, then that's God. Then it's okay. It's not your need to meet. And the thing is, so there will be people who will use the God card on you. God told me you're going to be my supply. You know, you know what? God's our supply. Mm-hmm. And so I think if there's a judgment there because of a past wounding or a past a manipulation that happened, deal with it so you can hear God more clearly. And you'll receive a lot better. That is extremely wise that I love that piece and it will bring freedom. I know we're right at the end. I I was just going to say, you (laughs) know, this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. And it sounds to me like we're talking about some hard issues around money, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's, uh, I mean, this is, it, it is not cut and dry. It is, uh, again, as you right. mentioned, Pam, there are people that abuse giving. There are people that abuse receiving. There are people, we've been hurt on either side of that. And today mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about that receiving. And certainly we can have judgments where we say, oh man, like that person is always asking, and, and yeah. I, you know, I've, I've got like 
ask fatigue with this person. Yeah. Well, that's a hard issue for me. It might be a hard yeah. issue for them as well. But I, I, what, who am I to say that? Right? Like, that's and what, God what is God trying to teach me in that moment? Ex- and then going to Him and saying, "Show me my heart," and and yeah. being willing to repent. And because He just wants our freedom and the joy to, you know, the joy to be restored to us in giving and receiving. So, you know, yeah. so, Lord, we do just uh, thank you that um, in a lot of ways, uh, all that we talk about today is really about drawing close to you mm-hmm. and, and saying, Lord, um, in these practical ways, we, we see your hand so many different places and, and we see the, the hand of the deceiver as well, trying to mir- mimic and, and uh, yeah. make, it, make it look like you. And so, Lord, my prayer today is, is that as we, we talk about this topic of receiving, that you would just be pouring wisdom into, into our own hearts, into our own minds, mm-hmm. and unity of spirit between you and us, Lord. Lord, that we would, we would be unified in, in how we think and deal about the resources that you've given each and every one of us, whether it yeah. be time or money or talent or all of the other things that we have that we can share. Uh, and so, Lord, I just thank you for these things. Lord, I pray that you would keep our eyes open to where you're at work and to see clearly how we are to, to, uh, to give into these situations and to receive in these situations as well. So Lord, we pray all of this in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Thanks, thanks so much for being here, Pam. It's been so fun to talk about these oh. things with you. It's never a problem to talk. And thank you again. And join us, you who are listening, thank you again. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.